0: Although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home Good morning Hamilton, this
1: is Rob Falke with REMAX the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin and Phil Golfie.
2: Good Saturday morning once again. Yes, Rick Zamprin here. Rob and Philip on the line. Those two fine gentlemen are sales representatives with REMAX, Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Find them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can search them out at RobGolfie.com. Uh, questions at com is the email address. That's questions at com. And if you haven't done so already, head over to Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and key in Hamilton Real Estate Show and download the podcast. Uh, You'll never miss an episode, and we've done uh, four years plus of The Real Estate Show, and uh, we continue to chug along, pandemic or no pandemic, here we are once again. And we are going to start with a bunch of um, COVID-19-related stories, including the latest sales figures from the Realtors Association of Hamilton-Burlington. There's an interesting uh, notion out there from the CMHC, Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation, saying that home prices won't. Recover from this pandemic for years. We'll dive into that. Uh, We also have some news about the Golfy Team's webinar. But first, we will start with an email. Dante emailed uh, and says, I'll read the email and you guys can respond to it. Hi, Rick. I enjoy your real estate show on a weekly basis, especially since I'm in the market to buy a home. I was hoping you might be able to address my question on air during the Rob Golfy show. There seems to be a consensus among realtors that I listen to that real estate home prices will not be significantly affected by COVID-19. Maybe nothing greater than 5 to 10%. There will be bumps in the road to recovery, but especially since interest rates are so low, that will cushion the impact of the pandemic. This reality, however, just doesn't seem to make sense, knowing that one, most people were living paycheck to paycheck and carrying high debt ratios before the pandemic. Two, High employment we're seeing will not suddenly go back to normal, as many businesses have or will shut down permanently. Three, as the pandemic has transformed or is transforming our way of life, this period of transition will create hesitation and caution, and people will spend less. Businesses won't rehire everyone back. Point number four, the government is increasing its debt and support programs will not be able to sustain. Five, the fact that experts are predicting this pandemic way of living will be with us, although less restrictive, but still with us and will continue to have profound effects on business. Some experts are saying we will have a second or third wave. So, with all of these factors, how in the hell? And that's his words. Can people think that real estate will not be more affected by these conditions? Dante's email continues. People will have less money or all borrowed out or unemployed and unable to afford their lifestyle. I would think that this has got to affect housing prices way more than what people are predicting. I just don't think housing can be immune from all of this. I don't think we've experienced the full effect yet, but it will be felt or get worse over the coming months once businesses and government realize they are tapped out or cannot afford to sustain operations as before. What am I missing here? Please attempt to explain and reconcile the state of real estate prices with what's likely heading our way in the next few months. Thanks, Rick, and keep up the good work on the show. All the best, Dante. So, saying all that, what is your response to Dante's email?
1: Well, I okay. So the one thing is, yes, uh, unemployment is, is climbing, and I've got stats of the last two, three recessions of the unemployment, and also I've got the stats of the average sale price, how that went for. So where do so? Let's start off with uh, in the um, early. Um, 80s, I think. Let's do that. Okay. So during the recession of the early 80s and, and, and early 90s, unemployment rate hit the double digit mark in, uh, in the space of one year, shooting up to 11 percent in 1982 from 7.6 uh, the previous year and 10.3 in, uh, in 1991 from 8.1. So in the early 80s, when there was a recession and and actually that recession started late seventies and early eighties housing prices still climbed. Now, Rick, you you know, our parents might remember, uh, if if they had mortgages that interest rates were 18 to 24% during the early eighties, like, like 1981, uh, 1980, 79. So, but housing prices still, still climbed during that recession. Okay. Even with unemployment climbing. Now, in uh, in the early '90s, we had a jump in real estate uh, in 1988 and '89, like significant. So let's let's just to give you an idea. In 1987, the average sale price was 117,000. Uh, in 1988, 137,000, and then it jumped to uh, in 1989, 168 to uh, 168,000. So we had a significant drop, so, uh, uh, jump in the uh, real estate market. It had to settle. So, so it, dro- it dropped in 1990 and in uh, 91, 92, but we're, but after, after it, it all settled, we were still higher than, than, uh, than 19, 1998. Uh, sorry, 1988, 1988. So, so the same thing happened in 2017. We had a significant hike. In the real estate market, and then it then it corrected itself back down within the same year. It maybe took maybe a little longer than a year, but that wasn't recession. Um, So in in 2008, if I can recall, um, again, real estate prices still climbed. Um, In 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 2007, average sale price uh, was uh, 274. 2008, 287. 2009, 302, and 2010, 324. Now, unemployment rates jumped also during the 2008 and 9 recession. So, now if you go back in time during uh, the uh, Great Depression, uh, unemployment nationwide, this is uh, in, in Toronto, nationwide uh, in the early 30s, uh, was 19%. Toronto's rate Toronto's rate was 17% according to the census of 1931. Farmers who stayed on their farms were not considered unemployed. I don't know what that means, but by 1933, 30% of the labor force was cut out of work, and one-fifth of the population became dependent on the government assistance. I don't think it'll get as high as that. Um, we are a lot smarter uh, as uh, a government and, uh, and they know how to uh, make sure it doesn't get to that level. and that's what they're doing now. They reacted fast, and that's what's holding everything uh, right now. Yes, I do believe that we may end up paying uh, for this down the road, or our kids or grandkids will be paying for it. but uh, we're, we're, but we are now paying for our uh, uh, parents and grandparents what they did. So its just it's a continuation of the baton handing off of debt and everything else
2: so so what is the reasoning for real estate prices continuing to go up despite recessions
1: well i i, I think the, well what it is is there, um I, I don't know rick i, I thought i was going to be able to answer that but
2: <laughs> does it go it, back it does, just, but does does it go back to supply and demand right? like everyone everyone <laughs> is always looking for something and if they're right if it's out there they're going to go get it right
1: right so usually usually when there's a recession um, more houses go up for sale, and usually it's about maybe 30 to 40 percent of the houses sell. Not like in normal good markets where you know you're selling 75 to 80 percent of the homes. Um, so, I mean, everybody, like I said, everybody needs a roof over their head. It's like it's like everybody needs toilet paper, right? And, and that, look what happened during this pandemic. I mean, they, they couldn't keep the toilet paper on the shelves. Everybody needs it. So, but same, here, here's. Yeah, go
3: everyone goes into into a position of, you know, this too shall pass, right? And, and when you're in the middle of it and, and when COVID first started, you know, it didn't feel like that, right? It didn't feel like that. It, it, it you know, it's this too shall pass. So what we find is a lot of homeowners go into a stalemate and they'll just sit and wait. Nobody wants to sell their house for less than market value. And unfortunately, there's some people in that position who will need to. And that's where you'll see the little dip. But Everybody else will 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 sit and they'll wait and they'll wait until the market rebounds and the market comes back up and and that's why we see these numbers plateau and they, and they don't take a huge dip. Of course, there's a number of economic indicators that would support that that housing is going to fall. There always is. It's not like the first time we've been the highest household debt country in in, in the of the G seven countries. I think we've held that award for a number of years, right? Even prior to the pandemic. So. In my opinion you know I, I've come on here and said um, you know we're not going to experience a massive housing dip. we're not it's not a financial crisis it's a health crisis if the health crisis is going is going to lead to some financial um, financial things financial burdens but in my honest opinion, I really don't feel that housing prices are going to dip there's a number of, of, of different things as to as to why we, we you know it's not like immigrants are, are, are going to you know, stop moving to Canada. In fact, I, I would say Canada has become even more popular and even more, uh, uh, even more of a sought after country to move to after the pandemic, right? Especially we considering the way,
2: the way, yeah. Especially considering the way the country has. Uh, you know, responded Responded. to the pandemic and and the things that have been put in place. we got to take a quick break, but uh, and you guys make a great point, uh, home prices aren't going to dip unless people move and sell for a lot lower price. And right now, if you have a home and you can afford to stay in your home, obviously that price is not going to go up or down because you're staying in that home. When we come back, we are going to look at some home prices and some sales statistics for the month of April. It wasn't very pretty in Hamilton and Burlington. I mean, it wasn't very pretty anywhere, really. But we'll dive into of those numbers and we'll also talk about um, uh, some statistics or predictions rather from a Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation saying that home prices won't recover from COVID-19 for years. Well, we'll investigate that when we return here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900CHML. house is a very, very, very fine house with two cats in the yard. Life used to be so hard.
2: Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Zamprin in studio. On the line once again, Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them anytime. Yes, even during the COVID-19 pandemic. The phone number is 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. robgolfi.com golf At Rob Golfie on Instagram, Twitter. Check them out on on Facebook, and subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. Past episodes online at robgolfy.com and 900chml.com. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, just like Dante did, and we read his uh, email question earlier on in the show, you can email your question or a topic idea to questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. In a matter of minutes, we're going to dive into a CMHC report that says home prices won't recover from COVID-19 for years. But let's dive into the latest statistics from the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington. It said that sales are about half of what they were around the start of the local COVID-19 pandemic, according to their new report. So 482 sales of residential properties were reported in April. Sales are down 63.4% compared to April of 2019 and 56% over the previous month and the average price for residential properties was six hundred fourteen thousand dollars up four point three percent from april of last year but down six point six percent from last month some initial thoughts on those statistics what do you guys think
1: yeah so Bur- Bur- it shows it does show that housing prices are up from last, la- la- last year to this year even though now now if you look at the uh at the numbers from january february march we had a spike in February and then March, the spike was starting to happen, but because the COVID kicked in the middle of March at the end of March, there was a slight down, a a slight downturn, but it didn't affect the numbers yet. April, it didn't affect the numbers and it just kind of adjusted a little bit from the beginning of the year, but we're still up. I mean, uh, we're down just a few percentages, but not enough to, to uh, affect people's homes because, because it was on the climb, uh, going up. Uh, at the beginning of the year, then, then now it's dropped down a little bit, but it's not affected anything. Housing prices are still up from last year, mm-hmm. so... But even though there's less home selling, housing prices are still up from last yeah. year, uh, Rick.
2: Let me read you two more things from the uh, Realtors Association of Hamilton-Burlington uh, report for April. Uh, point one, the stats for the combined region of hamilton burlington Niagara north and Haldeman show there have been roughly 1,000 fewer listings between March and April, about 500 fewer sales, and a fall in the average property price from 660000 to just under 620000 However, in Hamilton, where uh, the um, Realtors Association of Hamilton-Burlington have the most activity, there was a larger drop in the average price week over week, but it began to increase nearing the end of the month. Um, interesting statistics there. The thing, the thing what's interesting is when we were in the beginning of March prior to COVID-19,
3: we were going to experience and we were predicting another double-digit price appreciation growth for our market, right? Double-digit price appreciation growth. We expected it to be like that 2017 market, the, the multiple offer situations, the the way over asking price situations. That's what we were gearing up for, right? Unfortunately, you know, for, for home sellers, that hasn't been the case. But what we're doing is we're still experiencing those price appreciations, not as rapid as, as we initially expected, but due to the lack of inventory, There's nothing out there for home buyers to buy. So even in some instances, you know, there's been, you know, multiple offer situations on properties that are going over asking price and above market value due to the fact that there's no inventory. So, you know, as we come out of it, a lot of there's, there's a lot of people who, who number one, real estate needs have changed for them due to COVID-19 number two, we're planning on selling in the spring market and have decided to wait until until the pandemic passes if those people all flood the market at the exact same time within a four week period and, and, and come out with it, you know, with their new listings, we're going to see a situation where people that really need to sell, they're going to take haircuts on their, on their home. People that want to sell, but don't need to, well, they're going to, like I said before, they're going to sit and wait until they get the number that they want or the market or the true market value for their property. And that's where the prices will, will plateau or maybe take a little dip, but, you know there are a ton of buyers out there. There's there's a ton of people that that are still looking, that are still active in the market, um, and and you know our financial system will 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 support them and lend them on that as long as they're working. So, you know we're we're still moving forward as an economy. We're still moving forward at a rapid pace, but it it, it wasn't as robust as we expected it to be.
2: Well, this goes back to Dante's question about um, sale price. So here are just a few of the neighborhoods or areas that the Realtors Association of Hamilton-Burlington report on. Uh, Hamilton West, in, in terms of the number of sales just in Hamilton West, there were 18 homes sold in April. That compares to 80 in April of 2019. However, the price went up $10,000 year-over-year from $499 to 510 dollars Hamilton East had just 46 homes sold last month. That compares to 89 in April of 2019. The average sale price? Up $45,000. Hamilton Center had 56 homes sold last month, compared to 127 in April of 2019. The average sale price has gone up by $65,000. Hamilton Mountain, 74 sales last month compared to 188 in April of 2019. The average sale price up $45,000. Ancaster had just 30 homes sold last month. That compares to 45 in April of 2019. The average sale price up $95,000. Stony Creek, 52 homes sold last month compared to 126 in April of 29. This is the lowest increase, just $2,000 year over year. Burlington had 105 homes sold last month compared to 369 in April of 2019. The average price of a home in Burlington still up $75,000. And in Grimsby, you guys mention plateaus in Grimsby all the time. 14 homes yeah. Fourteen homes were yeah. sold last month in Grimsby. That compares to 51 in April of 2019. The average sale price in Grimsby has gone up $135,000.
1: Can you believe that? Wow. Yeah. Is, is
2: that a new plateau? <laughs> uh,
1: it, 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 yeah, it's just, you know what? There's low inventory. The buyers are still out there. That's the, that's the only thing. There's uh, low inventory. Now, if you're buying in the same market if you're selling and buying in the same market it averages out it's like it's like rick let's say somebody's buying at the early 2017 they they sold their house at a great high price well guess what they're going to be buying at a great high price Mm -hmm. so it balances out it's when so it just matters when you go into the market or you're or you're going to the market and those are the benefits and, and negatives that could affect you uh, but if you're buying and selling in the same market, it doesn't matter whether you're in a high market or a low market. But uh, but you know what? With inventory being low, um, it's just the market's just going to hold strong.
2: You you bring up a great point because there was a lot of people in 2017 as well, and I remember talking about this on the show that bought at the tail end of the storm, if you will, and uh, they they didn't they weren't able to sell their house for what they. We're hoping to sell it for because they missed that window with this current pandemic. I think you guys are probably getting asked a lot. When should I put my house up for sale? Or when should I start looking for a home to purchase? Because I think most people right now want to hit that window when the recovery begins, when that happens is, is the big question mark. So what are you telling those people?
1: I, uh, what uh, well, well, right now we're finding homes under 500,000 are selling Strong. That's what people are looking for: townhouses, and even uh, surprisingly, uh, apartment condos. Uh, that's what's really selling right now. So, if you've got a house that's under five hundred thousand, and and if it happens to be a townhouse, you're you're going to still do well on it. You're going to do very well. You're going to get top dollar for it in this market because th- that seems to be what people are are buying. Now, I just saw less less than uh, three four days ago, Rick. Uh, there was a house that sold in Ancaster for $2.8 million. So people are, st- people are out there are still looking and buying. Wow. Um, it doesn't mean there's a lot of those guys out there, but he happened to find the house he was looking and he happened to find a house that he liked. And, and this house was on the market probably for a good six months to a year before. So why the buyer all of a sudden comes out now during COVID, who knows? Very interesting. You know?
2: Yeah. So there's only two areas in Hamilton that have homes uh with an average sale price under 500,000. That's Hamilton Center and Hamilton East and those as i mentioned up 35,000 and 45,000 respectively over April of last year. Uh those are creeping towards 500,000 in a hurry.
1: Yes, they are. And it's and it's getting up there. So, um again, you know, like 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 i, I remember i showed you the stats for the uh, uh the, the last 65-70 years. Yes. Uh and and it shows it shows, you know, during all the recessions, um, they all all the home prices went up. So, I mean, I, I don't feel that we're going to be affected by home prices, maybe just for a little bit, but they'll be, they'll spike back up. So um, you'll be fine. Your, your equity will always be there. You'll always yeah. be, you know. But if you have to sell and, and you have some financial issues, maybe because you lost your job, that's where it's going to affect the neighborhood prices a little bit. Yeah. And, it, and, and it'll affect the, the home seller, too, because – he needs to sell fast. He's got to sell fast. Yeah. And you, you want to get that buyer right away and uh, they're going to, they're, you know, they'll be out there and, and you'll sell fast. But, but if you want to hold out, you know, you're going to, you're going to have to wait for that right price. Uh, for me. Here. Yeah.
3: For me, this is, this has been a massive, massive opportunity for first time home buyers, mostly in the, you know, the millennial generation, whether it's, you know, an opportunity to get into a, you know, the financial markets and, and build, and start building you know, a portfolio that's going to support them or get into a house. Um, you know, we, we've, seen, we've seen opportunities for first-time homebuyers, especially those who are working in the healthcare field or the essential workforce, that they're able to get into the market right now with very little competition. Now, obviously, the, there's a lack of inventory. You, you're going to have to go out there and really dig and, and hope you, know, you find something that you're interested in that you're looking for. But we've seen a lot of first-time homebuyers come out you know, and, and, I, and I remember, you know, when we, we talked about that 2017 in that situation, a lot of the buyers, what we said was, you know, just sitting on the sidelines and waiting because they're, they're sick and tired of competing in multiple offers, right? They couldn't compete with those, with those Toronto buyers coming down and overbidding them and outbidding them. So we've seen a lot of those people who, who, who were sitting and waiting and waiting and waiting and now seeing this as their opportunity to get into the market. And I mean, in terms of my age group, you know, a lot of close friends of mine you know, that's the questions they've been asking me. They've been reaching out to me and saying, hey, you know, is this an opportunity for me to jump into the market? Are there deals out there? You know, what should I buy? Where should I buy? Where well, they're becoming a little bit more interested and, and, and motivated to purchase their first home because they, they know that there's, there's, there's been a, a small turn or a small shift in the market. And there's a, there's a lack of competition out there when you go in to compete with an offer situation. So that, we, we've seen that as an opportunity for a lot of people to be able to kind of pursue home ownership and, and get into the market
2: I know everyone and uh, every situation is different but who has the advantage right now buyers or sellers
1: um, I, I don't think uh, I don't think buyers have the advantage just quite yet because the sellers are not motivated as uh, yet as much so um, I, 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 I'm not saying it's a balanced market but I, I think um, people are are, you know, demanding value for their home. Um, we are doing our comparisons based on the last 120 days or, or Jan- from December till now. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, there, there might be the odd one that there is an advantage, but it, it just, I, I honestly, Rick, I don't think there's, uh, there's uh, the buyer or the seller doesn't have an advantage because there's a, sh- a low inventory, but there's also less buyers out there.
2: Phil, we got a minute. Do you agree with that? Yeah,
3: we're still in the sellers market and the stats would indicate that. It's, it's uh, a 60-40 sellers market. Um we we expect this to to become a little closer to a balanced market, um and, and, and you know, reach that fifty five percent range in terms of uh buyers to sellers. So but we'll we'll see what happens. In my opinion right now the seller, you know, still has the advantage. Um there's still more buyers out there that are looking, so we uh you know we'll we'll see what happens.
2: When we come back, Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation says home prices won't recover from COVID-19 for years. We'll dive into the some uh, statistics and predictions that the corporation is making when we return here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 chml
0: you are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900CHML. Bound. I wish I was homeward bound. Home with my thoughts escaping, home with my music. Wait a
2: Hey, welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Zamprin in studio, and as always, during the COVID-19 pandemic, on the line we have Philip Golfie and Rob Golfie, sales representatives with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them at 905-575-7700, 905-575-7700. Remember, Golfie gets it sold, yes, even during the COVID-19 pandemic. Go online to robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L, They're all over social media. Find them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The handle's at Rob Golfie. And uh, get your hands on the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast. You can download it wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you have a question or even a topic idea for a future program, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. Interesting stuff from Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation. It says... That it expects real estate prices won't return to pre-recession levels until late 2022 at the earliest. Um, That's a long time off. That's uh, two years, in fact. Um, They're saying that preliminary figures indicate that about 10% of homeowners across Canada have chosen to defer their mortgage payments, although the rate seems to be higher in parts of the country that rely heavily on the oil and gas sector, namely Alberta. CMHC has given lenders... Uh, The flexibility to extend mortgage deferrals by a further six months, but the deferrals will mean that missed payments will be added to the total mortgage amount owing on terms determined by contractual agreement between lender and borrower. So... Chief Economist Bob Duggan says that reliable forecasts are difficult to make because there are so many unknown variables, including how much income levels deteriorate because of unemployment, the timing of future immigration, and how the construction industry responds. But he says for Canada and for Ontario, I think the best case we're looking at housing prices getting back to their pre-recession levels at the earliest by the end of 2022. CMHC presentation came shortly after the release of the April stats for Canada's largest real estate market. 2022 seems a long way off, especially when we're seeing (laughs) home prices here in Hamilton going up in April.
1: Those are just predictions. They don't deal on the uh, trenches like I do and Phil does. Um, I I, I think there will be a little bit of an adjustment, but just like past recessions, like I said, um, it will, they'll hold pretty decent. Um, I know this is a different, uh, thing that we're going through that we, that we haven't experienced since, uh, probably the early 1900s. Um, when they, but I honestly, Rick, I, I, I think, uh, it, it'll be just like any other, any other, uh, uh, if there is a recession, uh, housing prices will still hold. There'll be less homes selling uh, a lot more houses going up for sale um, but, uh, but I, I, think it'll be good. Not only that, I was talking to a bank manager. A lot of people deferred their mortgages that don't need to, that are still working. Oh, so really? I, oh. I, I, don't need, I don't understand why they would want to defer their mortgages. Uh, I, they probably really don't understand how that works. You do pay interest at the end on that deferral. Um, and, and the, and I think if I was reading that right, more people deferred their mortgages in Alberta because of the oil uh, industry that, uh, is taking a big uh, hit out there. So people are, there's more deferrals out there. Um, but again, in six months or four months from now, uh, September, October, um, the, you know, we'll find out the real truth, what's going to happen, uh, when people have to start paying their mortgages again. I mean, the banks can't just defer mortgages for, I don't think they'll do that.
2: Well, it's interesting to note that uh, one of the examples they give is the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board said uh, April home prices in the GTA fell 11.8% from March when uh, the COVID-related shutdowns, including open houses, began to be put into place mid-month as uh, Canada stepped up its fight uh, to control the virus. Um, So even, let's just say, you know, throwing a a number out there, uh, home prices... In Hamilton fall by you know fifteen percent overall when all is said and done, how quickly can this market recover from a fifteen percent home price decline? I would imagine pretty fast
1: um, it it, it, would, it would it would recover quickly fifteen percent though is quite a bit that's a set like let's say on a on a on a on a five hundred thousand dollar house that would drop seventy five thousand dollars yeah um, you know it, it I, I think it would recover a lot quicker than what Uh, I mean, 2022. uh, It's not that far away. Um, You know, we're 18 months away from it, but I I don't think uh, I don't think it'll take that long if if there wasn't an adjustment to recover. Phil, hold on on to that thought. Hold on to that thought, Phil. We'll,
2: We'll we'll come back to you when we come back here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900
0: CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900CHML.
2: last go-round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML, Rick Samprin in studio. On the line, Rob Golfe and Philip Golfe, sales representatives with Remax's Cartman Realty, the Golfe team. You can call them at 905-575-7700 whether you're buying or you're selling RobGolfi.com is the website you want to go to. Rob, golf dot They're all over Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Check them out at Rob Golfe and subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Phil you wanted to jump in on that last point regarding a potential house price dip and uh, recovery when this pandemic is over. Yeah.
3: No, it's just it's just from my experience. I you know, I I began my real estate career uh mid twenty sixteen. So I, I, I became I came into real estate, you know, buying and selling real estate in one of the hottest real estate markets that we've
1: experienced.
3: And it, it's hearing hearing these terms of housing prices dropping fifteen percent, it just it doesn't seem real, right? It's and I know you know, I know people who, who've been through the recessions and and you know, experienced the the housing prices dipping. But for me, it's just like it, it's hard to imagine what would happen to our economy and what would happen to housing prices dipping at such a rapid pace. Because it's it, you know, when I'm working in it, and when I'm moving in it, it's 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 crazy to look back even at the housing prices when I first started in 2016 and to where we are now. It, they've appreciated so quickly and at such a rapid pace. It's hard to imagine uh, you know, working in a market where, where housing prices are falling and falling, right? Like it's just, I, I, I couldn't imagine working in that type of market yet. So it's, it's, it's hard to, you know, when people come out and talk about, you know, what, what's going to happen with housing prices and, and they're going to dip. It's just, it, it seems, you know,
2: it hard, doesn't hard seem to believe. real, right? Yeah.
3: It's, it's, it's hard to believe. Yeah, for sure.
2: Uh, let's talk about uh, your webinar, the golfy teams, uh, webinar.
3: Yeah, this yeah. is awesome. It was awesome. So this was our first time doing something like this. So, you know, all the anxieties and the the what ifs of doing something for your first time were there, right? We we sent out you know mass emails to you know our entire database um, and and invited them all in and and said you know you know welcome you know welcome to our webinar. We didn't know how it was going to go. We didn't know if people were going to show up. We didn't know you know we we didn't you know it's a webinar, so we you know we didn't want a technical error. We're we're all worried about all those all those little things that. Can go on within a uh, you know within when, when you're trying to produce a performance or, or or a webinar per se. So, I mean, it went well. We had I think we had you know close 750 to 750
1: registrations. 750 yeah. registrations wow. to be exact. Yeah, yeah, and, it was really good, really good. And feedback. go ahead. No, this is when all the all the realtors like I basically wanted to put all the realtors together and say, hey, listen, we got to work in this industry together, even though that we're always competing against each other. There's always that, you know, competition, but we all work together side by side as colleagues. So, and, and we're just trying to make this industry better, not uh, for, for us as realtors, but also for the consumer at the same time. Um, Yeah, no, the the webinar went fantastic, uh, Rick. And actually we're doing another webinar next Tuesday night at 7 PM for realtors. And I actually, was able to get the CEO of RE/MAX Worldwide from Colorado to join in on our webinar, which was which was pretty. Uh, I was pretty excited about because I mean, you know, to get the CEO of uh, of RE/MAX uh, Worldwide was uh, was uh, uh, I was excited. And we just got the uh, last night uh, uh, saying that there, he's going to be on on that call with us uh, Tuesday night next week.
2: Wow. So, what kind of feedback did you get from realtors? And we only got about 90 seconds here. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah
1: uh, uh, yeah people people were
3: super excited it, it's something that we haven't done before um it, we haven't really let other people or other realtors kind of you know view an inside look at our business or, or some of our trade secrets so it's something that we're going to be kind more open about that we've decided to become more open about and uh and, and other people are very appreciative of it um and and you know give them, you know, share a platform where they able, they're able to come to us to ask us questions. And it's a, it's a mastermind networking uh, platform that we're, we're, we're trying to create and, and create a better industry for everyone. So that's, you know, that's our main goal. But, you know, I received a ton of messages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and, and everyone reaching out just saying, thank you so much for this. This is amazing. You know, this was exactly what I needed um, for right now because there's a lot of unknowns. There's, there's a lot of people that are, you know, in the dark, um, especially single realtors who work by themselves, they don't have, you know, maybe they have their broker or a couple colleagues to lean on, but, you know, when you have an entire team that you can go to for help questions um, and, and to lean on for, for support, it's, it's important. And, you know, we want to share
2: that. And if there's uh, listeners out there who needs uh, help with uh, buying a home or selling their current home, give the Golfie team a call, 905-575-7700, or go online to robgolfie.com. That's Rob, com. and as we say... Start packing. Gentlemen, great show once again. We will catch you uh, next Saturday at 9 here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML.
0: The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.